Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I've actually been thinking Church about this push. A lot. Is it a dirty push? This is my Roman Empire. No. And I've been wanting to say this for it's a while. It's your Roman about Empire. The, about the Tush Push. <laughs> the tush push. <laughs> All right, now, welcome back to New Heights 92 Percenters, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, and brought to you by the all new Experience Smart Money debit card. That debit card that builds credit without the debt. There's nothing like it, ladies and gentlemen. Go get you one. We're your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. New Heights drops every Wednesday. And subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with 1S. And check out our official fan club at NewHeightsShow.com. Also with 1S. We've got a special episode for you guys this week. Pretty special. And uh, it was one of the things I f***ing missed out on by being ah. in the Super Bowl. And I'm pretty f***ing jealous. Jason got to talk to two of his best friends, two of his favorite teammates, Two of my favorite of Jason's teammates. Um, and uh, Jason, why don't you tell the people what we got coming up? Yeah, we got another fantastic episode lined up for all you 92 percenters. <laughs> You're about now. to hear an Eagles mini reunion featuring my former How teammates, it, Chris huh? Long and Bo Allen. Travis, of course, had a Super Bowl uh, commitments in Vegas. But all week, uh, I was able to do uh, whatever I wanted. I had a lot of fun. So, um, <laughs> I sat down with both of these guys, and we talked about everything, including our Super Bowl that we uh, were fortunate enough to win at one point. We got Bo's side of the story carrying me out of the bar uh, the first time I met Kylie, and we also reminisced about our time on Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that recap. Before we get to this uh, conversation, though, uh, we always got to start with a little bit of that new news. New news. Man, my voice is still gone. Wow. It's terrible. Absolutely horrendous. Mine is, too. That's why I went low. You can't go high when you got a bad, when you got no voice. You can't go high. You can only go low. All right. Good to know. Go low and Jason on the Abbott Elementary premiere. Holy That's shit, right. Jason, you're on that That's fucking cool. Abbott Elementary premiere? That's right, Quinta Brunson. Shout out. Yeah, we got on there. Um, me, Quinta's Brandon awesome, and uh, Jalen Hurts. I yep. love that show, man. This would have been one of my favorites. I've just started binge watching the first season, so oh, I haven't dude, even gotten to the second. But it's great. God damn it. You got, you're always on the coolest Philadelphia show. <laughs> Why can't Kansas City have a show? Um. Yeah, Jason, Jalen Hurts, and Brandon Graham all made their cameos on season three premiere of the show, Abbott Elementary, on ABC. Yep. Abbott Elementary takes place in Philly, for those of you that don't know. Uh, so fans have been hoping for some Eagles guest appearances. That's right. That's right. Episode is centered around the school's career day, and Jason and BG popped in later in the show to tell Jalen he's late for practice. <laughs> this is pretty. It's just this picture alone. It's pretty fucking good. When did you guys tape this? Oh, man. I I think it was at the end of a day. 
in the recording, it makes it look like we're trying to get the practice or something like that. But I think this is like maybe like a Friday after, like one of the fast Fridays, or maybe it was the same. Nice. I can't remember. Nice. But um, yeah, it was super easy. The Eagles all set it up upstairs in the room that we usually do the draft out of. Didn't have many lines, so that made it nice and easy. All right, now was it as fun as uh, Always Sunny? No, I was, this was like on Zoom, like not in person. Always Sunny was in person, and you know I think you got to see everybody. Added and... to the yeah, you got to see the set, how everything was done. So that was probably a more fun experience. But I love what this show represents, and anything that sheds light on you know public schools and and uh, you know in, uh, Dude, the dynamic between the teachers system is the best. Is, is pretty special. And Quinta it. does a fantastic job, as does the whole crew over there at Abbott Elementary. Yeah. So um was honored that uh, they asked us to be a part of it, for sure. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, and definitely check out Abbott Elementary as a show in general. I guarantee you'll fucking like it. It's, a lot of, awesome. a lot of stuff you can relate to if you went to public school. Um, yeah, what else we got, dude? Well, we got some fan mentions of the week. That's right. Uh, New Heights Fan Mentions of the Week is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Accelerator Active Energy is available at Quick Trip Meyer and Amazon. First fan mention of the week comes from J.J. Watt. J.J. replied to a clip of us talking about backyard football in a recent episode with a photo of him wearing Pablo Sanchez t-shirt. Hell yeah, baby. Pablo was the star of the entire backyard Let's get it going, J.J. Let's get it going, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get this thing revived. We got some leads. Uh, The Super Bowl kind of hindered us really going anywhere with those leads. But now that that's over with, um, we're going to do our best to bring this thing to reality. Yeah. Uh, we got some pieces in place, and uh, if JJ wants to be a, a part of it, I think that'd be pretty cool. Hell yeah. Let's this, um, unite the brothers. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a great idea. The Watts and the Kills, um, that's a powerful duo right there. Our last fan mention comes from at C. Knoll, Chuck Knoll 50. I'm assuming his name is Chuck Knoll. Um, yeah. On Twitter, who posted an incredible photo. Of Jason, let's talk about the ham koozie episode. Ham koozie episode. That was a long time ago. That is my rookie year, I think. Jesus. <laughs> Actually, that might be my second year. That's my second year. For I was sure. about to say rookie year. You that's when I here. had the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all I got. What is? What, what do you mean? What is it? What's that? Explain the ham koozie. It's just eating a ham sandwich in, in a jacuzzi with a long sleeve shirt. You get into the hot tub with a long sleeve shirt on. I mean. Sometimes. Dude, you're fucking psychomaniac. <laughs> you're a psychotic. It's a, it's a dry fit. It's a dry fit. Dude, there's well, no you never, world. You never seen a fat guy get in a pool with a shirt on? No, there's no world where that makes sense. No, well, it does. It does when you somebody's trying to take a picture of you. <laughs> Since when have you been ashamed of your body? I don't know. I don't know why I'm wearing that shirt. This happened over ten years ago at this point. I don't remember why we did this. Oh, I remember the ham sandwich was good, and I remember I needed to go in the jacuzzi. That thing looks toasted. That thing looks, I'm not going to lie, that thing looks pretty good. I mean, they, it's, a, it's the Eagles cafeteria, baby. They do it good. Well, the ham koozie, baby, for those of you that uh, have never experienced the jacuzzi with a ham sandwich. Do yourself a favor. Or don't. Before we hear from uh, Bo Allen and Chris Long, uh, let's answer some no dumb questions, because there's no such thing as a dumb question, just... <laughs> Two dumbasses answering them. Uh, right. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Go to BWW.com to find your participating free Wings for America location. Limit six wings per guest. Let's go, sports bar. <laughs> From user Don Dizzle, too. On Don the Dizzle. 
Reddit page. The Athletic article by uh, Justin Williams uh, was hilarious. We need more stories about the college house. What is your favorite story from sharing a room in college? Um, yeah, The Athletic had a great fucking article. They interviewed a lot of our college teammates. Um, most really of made us sound the ones like degenerates, were... but yeah. That's... <laughs> well, I mean, what college football player isn't? If you're not, you're, just, you're doing college wrong. That's um, right. Thoughts on the article? Uh, did you guys know your former roommates were being interviewed for it? Um, yes, I did. I, no I, got, I, got, I got asked by a few guys um, if it was cool. I'm just like, fucking dude, it's always cool. I, was, I completely nice. trust all of them. Nobody told me um, shit. I made sure to tell them, don't hold back. Like, tell all the good stories. Yeah. And sure enough, they uh, they mentioned all the really good ones, like Zach's mom uh, walking in on me, uh, firing up the garage uh, before one of the games. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, and that's that's how I was living back then. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on it, dude? I thought it was good. Did you read? You read it, right? You read it, right? I did read it. I thought it was yeah. awesome. Um, it's cool hearing from former teammates and guys that we dude, lived it's with. the that best house, man. That house was so special. I mean. Think about championships that house has had roll through it between me, you, Derek Wolf, and Zach. Like, Zach, oh man, it is crazy. We got some fucking I mean, hardware. We got some of, hardware, boys. The amount of parties and fun we had. Those were, I mean, listen, don't, don't get much better than the times that we were in that household for sure. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. Um, gosh, what is what's one of them that that wasn't shared though? I feel like a lot of them were were pretty good. They had you uh, punching a hole in the wall. There's one um, with Craig Parmenter where <laughs> you know exactly which one I'm talking about. It's because our entire living room was out in the front lawn. Dude. Wolfie just decided to become a furniture mover at some point and then decided to start doing the people's elbow on Craig Parmenter on a mattress. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, words you won't can't, even describe you how can't, Yeah, you can't replay that, dude. Like, we... I was in. That I is, was in bed. I don't think I've ever laughed harder. You haven't. Me, I've, I came me, out you, because you were and, you and fucking Zach were in tears, like me, to the point Zach, where you couldn't breathe. Dude. Like I was like, dude, if they laugh any harder, they're gonna fucking explode. Their it hearts are close. gonna like. It was so close. <laughs> um, what was a what's a good one from there, man? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, there's, so there's just so many, man. We talked about the hot sauce. We talked about fucking just how we had a big ass trash can, like a dude. It was it was a filthy, but so fucking so much fucking fun house, man. Yeah, endless memories. I just remember the the Davis family owning owning the home and the fact that uh, Evan had to patch up all the walls and maybe redo some floors and some doors and some windows. Uh, by the time we were out of there. So shout out to Ev Voltron, as I call him. And shout out to Gail and, and the Duke, Greg Davis, for... Uh, Man. For... Great Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. The, 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 one of the best families that I've ever fucking come encounter with, man. No doubt. Just the absolute best, man. Shout out to the Davises. Um, I wish we had more stories, but uh, if you haven't... If you already read the article, you noticed that uh, we were pretty fucking shit-faced the entire time. So uh, not a lot of memories really come to mind. Um, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, but we could probably talk about a few. There were a lot of uh, great stories in the article. Should we uh, play a quick game of um, confirm or deny with some of the ones that were mentioned? I can. I mean, they were. I can confirm all of them right now. Confirm they all, one, they yeah. were all pretty. Nobody spot made up on. a story. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, 
During a house party, Jason was a little inebriated and ripped a sink out of the wall. Well, that wasn't Ooh, at the house. That wasn't that was at this at, house. That, that wasn't was at, at the, the house. previous football house. Yeah. And Trav wasn't even there yet because this is my rookie year. But yeah, a bunch of the older guys had a house and I was a freshman. And at some point, um, I tried to use the sink to get up and it started falling out of the wall. And uh, then before I knew it, the whole sink was in my hands and water is getting sprayed all over the place. And Haruki Nakamura, who also played the lead, shout out to Haruki. Shout out to Haruki. He was one of the guys right. living in the house. He wanted to kill me. And uh, as a <laughs> as a seventh degree black belt in judo or whatever martial art he and his family did, it was uh, something I was not too fired up about. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a fun one for sure. That happened. It's a true true story. Also, Jason once uh, he confirmed that one. Jason once uh, filled a water bottle with Jameson around St. Patrick's Day and drank it during a spring practice. He didn't it's just true. drink it himself. I also, I also gave a speech before practice. After they, that was after practice. Okay, I remember it. I thought you it were before, fucking hammered it when you did the practice. When you did, this. I was just furious that they made us practice on St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, why are we not getting St. Patrick's Day off? This yeah. should be. There's no way we should have to come to practice right now. I was so mad. There's no so reason like, why what? we should practice on St. Patty's Day. And retro- retroactively, I think, or ret- like, retrospectively, I think uh, probably makes sense that we practice. I mean, just <laughs> practice and then go have fun. But at the time, I didn't make sense to me, so I decided to take matters into my own hands. So Jason put a, uh, a, a the old Gatorade wristbands, the 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 like the Live Strong wristbands. Gatorade made one. He put it around the special water bottle that had Jameson in it, and he yep. didn't put ice in it, ladies and gentlemen. This was no, you don't want to dilute that down. Hot as balls in fucking Cincinnati spring practice, and um, sure enough, we're all getting psyched out by Jason trying to come hydrate us, yep. <laughs> and giving us a bottle of Jameson. No doubt, uh, hot yeah. Jameson at that um, was not the uh, surprise you were hoping for, but I mean, made for a good memory. And Jason's speech after that day, after that practice, was one everyone will remember <laughs> about how Jason's ancestry came over <laughs> to America. It was a very uh, St. Patrick's Day speech for sure. Yes, it was. It was. It was exactly what we needed. Um, so we can confirm that one. Um, yep. I once. Stripped during a charity fashion show. I actually um, deny this one because what? by the time I got to this part of the uh, of my, so I didn't do the Chiefs. I mean the Chiefs. I didn't do the Bearcats women's one on one day until I was like a junior or senior. So this was you. They stopped doing the fashion show by the time I went. Uh, by the time I, I was a part this. of it. No, no, no. This dude, was you. This I was one thousand percent you. I did not strip. I right? remember I'm not this happening. Over here. I remember this happening. This you remember this happening because you were a part of it. You were I, no, you were the not, one you're, in. You're confused on this. This was you, you. were the one in a fucking jockstrap. This was not Travis. Me. This was you. It's not me. All right, whatever. They got rid of I, it. I'll confirm it because I know for a fact you did this at one point. You just don't remember doing it. No. So you All don't right. remember getting on stage with John Goble and being in nothing but your underwear. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> they switched you. it from a fashion show to a... It might not have been a fashion show, but whatever it is, you stripped down. I remember this happening. This is so false. Nobody wanted to see me strip down. 
That's why they had to stop furious. it. I've never magic mic'd anything like this. We had a giant outdoor garbage can sitting in the middle of the living room stacked with pizza boxes. This is, I mean, this it was more than pizza boxes. It was everything. Yeah. You name it. I Dip mean, cans, pizza, beer, leftovers, and we didn't have a lid. It just stunk up the entire fucking place. It did. And uh, it was actually useful. It was useful. It was exactly what we needed because we were a bunch of filthy animals and the trash was uh, piling up. Was filled. Yeah, it was just piled up. So what better than to put a huge uh, outdoor garbage can in the living room? Make it easy it on everybody. Yeah, confirm. Uh, Travis missed his flight for, well, we already know that's true, for the University of Cincinnati graduation. That happened yeah. way after the fact, but yes, that is in fact a true statement. Yeah, I can't. I got to confirm that one. That was a, that was a mess up on my, my behalf. Um and uh, thanks for the uh, diploma. Either way, thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> All right, and that does it for No Dumb Questions, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go sports bar. You're disgusting. That hurts so bad. I, cl- I fucked up the clap because you sounded so disgusting. Oh, All right, God. now let's get to the main event, Jason. Bo Allen, Chris Long, take it away, baby. Let's talk about prize picks. Shall we? Yeah, Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over three million members. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in Prize Picks communities each week. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now for the portion of this ad read labeled personal experience to be read by town outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey. Because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. But you know who can? He may be swole. He may be Brandon. He may be swole, swole Brandon. Brandon. Come on, Come on in, in here, swole Get Brandon. In here, Brandon, get your swole ass in here, looking like a protein shake. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. So for this week, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a little second half NBA prize picks right now. We're gonna go right now. They're running a promo on Jokic. All he needs is one game of thirty points, and it hits. And I think I'm gonna keep it in the Wave Sports Entertainment family and go Paul George more four and a half games of thirty plus points. This will be a pick that I forget about probably in a week, but it'll be nice when it pays off in like two months. Uh, sometimes I leave little treats for myself like that in price picks. It's kind of fun. You should try it. But make your own picks. It's your call. Back to the guys. All right. Now, hopefully our intern did you guys right and um, help make you some money. If not, uh, make sure you shoot over to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code new heights for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. How about that again? That's prizepicks.com slash new heights code new heights for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Alrighty. Before we get to uh, more of my conversation with Chris and Bo, we need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time. All the time. And that is Accelerator Active Energy Drink. It's so all the good. time, baby. I it drink these so things good. before games, during podcasts, during meetings. I drink about five of these a day, and uh, I'm still alive, so I think you guys should get them. They're really accelerating my day, and if you have been looking for ways to accelerate your fitness in 2024, look no further than Accelerator Active Energy Drink. I'm drinking on this island guava. I got some tropical punch in here that I always ha- already downed. What do you got over there, Jason? You sipping on it? got a little kiwi lime, baby. Ooh, look at you. 
Kiwi brother. Accelerator Active Energy has zero sugar. Gives you sustained energy. Gets your metabolism going. It gives you the enhanced focus you need to accomplish anything. Like uh, playing the NFL. Or uh, take care of three kids and two Irish wolfhounds. It does it all, baby. All right, now, plus there's nothing like those signature plant-based thermogenics to uh, give you the energy you need to record a podcast every week. You can find Accelerator Active Energy Drink at Quick Trip, Meyer, and uh, Amazon. This year, the easiest habit to start is one for your dog. Farmer's Dog makes feeding real, healthy dog food easy and convenient, and your dog will absolutely love it. It's smart healthy dog food that you can feel good about feeding your pup. That's why it's time to quit the kibble, kick the cans, and start fresh. The Farmer's Dog delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real meat and veggies to the safety standards of human food. How about that? The Farmer's Dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin in investing in their health. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. All right. It's uh, time to welcome our guest this episode. And we got a twofer. Um, first guest joining me now in Las Vegas was in the NFL for 11 seasons. 252 total tackles, 70 sacks, six fumble recoveries, one Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and two Super Bowls back-to-back. My man, the one and only Chris Long. What's up? Woo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. What's up, <laughs> yeah. This is sick, man. Yeah, and then sick. also, read my stats. also <laughs> so they wanted to do, so I'll, full, full disclosure, they wanted to ju- combine your guys' stats yeah. and me to just read it together. <laughs> they didn't want to do this to you, but I made them do this. Myself. Because these are good nose tackle stats. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. world needs to know these are good nose guard stats. Forces to tackle. <laughs> With seven NFL seasons, 72 tackles. That's more than I thought you would have had. To be honest with you, right. that's a nice backhand accomplishment. No, a, well, dude, you didn't insult. play for like how many tackles do most know? Anyways, seventy-two <laughs> tackles, <laughs> two and a half sacks. Yeah, which is fucking great for never playing a third down. <laughs> how many cause sacks? Thanks, my guy. Exactly. Wow. We're gonna talk about this. Like We're gonna talk about analytics. this right now. Two and a half sacks, one fumble recovery, and of course, one Super Bowl championship that we all share. Uh, my good friend Bo Allen. Yeah, baby. The green light. Pod is in the house. Can I ask you? Uh, let's talk about these stats, though, because we were one of the reasons I wanted to have it separated is because these are actually good nose tackle stats. Thanks, bud. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. How many? Like, what's an average tackles per season for most nose guards in the league? I mean, like under ten, bro, maybe. Derek Brown from the Panthers had like a hundred. There are okay. Like, he plays a lot of three though, too. Yeah, he doesn't just play nose. He's a good player, but I mean, dude, there are games where like I feel like I had a great game. And like you like grayed out 100, percent which is like kind of you know hard to do. Like you know, yeah. clean stat sheet. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! Like there was one time, bro. We played the Falcons in Tampa. I had to get a fucking. There's a two point or there's a um a f- extra point that was blocked. I had to chase it down like 80 yards and tackle it to get on the stat sheet. And you know how it goes. Like those plays don't even count in the stat. That was a that was a two point play. Yeah. So, like, where does that end up? Barwin statted me at a charity event. I texted you <laughs> yeah. about this. Did he? Me and him we're doing a charity event. <laughs> okay. And he, the invitations got like bios on the bottom. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Chris, just check this out. See if you're okay with this. And under CB, it's everything he ever did. <laughs> 
<laughs> and sta- and sta- so I'm on the right, and it's like, you know, like yeah. uh, charity guy. Hi, my Kamadara. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I had to, I was put in the precarious situation of sending it back and being like, no, I'd like to also. Now I want my stats. That's a good CV. But that's a good CV story. So, but you you played primarily first and second down. Yeah. You had 72 tackles despite, what, your first three seasons? I mean, how many percent of the plays were you in? I don't know. I'm, like, I'm just saying, I was actually impressed with this stat line, which is why I wanted in. <laughs> you are an unheralded player, yeah. and you deserve more credit. And you're also a better pass rusher than Thanks, you ever got man. credit I, for. I appreciate that. No, I mean, it's it's hard to – You just it. were the short, fat, white guy that nobody believed. <laughs> short. Get the fuck out of here. Tall. <laughs> and he's guy. really tall. And also, <laughs> I looked up your PFF grade the other day. Oh. I was going to use you as an example. Of That's what it should fight. be. And they oh. fucked you. No, they fucked you. <laughs> PFF <laughs> fucked it. Did they? Yeah, I would have thought you'd have been a, too low. Damn yeah, it. I, I God don't damn know, it, PFF. It's not like any of us look at our PFF scores. Right? I've never yeah. seen it in my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, well, great hot move. Had us all going back for 10, 10 years. I was like, golly, what was I? Was I drunk that year? Yeah, like fuck. What, so, it, what goes into being a good? Pa- so I actually think you were actually. I'm dead serious. He was a very good pass rusher because he had two moves that worked off of each other really well. Yeah. Bowl the outside shoulder and fucking hump. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. what? Like Chris, same thing. Like you would work that one arm. arm yeah. 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 Or it was the swipe. other side. When but I was young, whatever. swipe. Yeah. As you get older, you change what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So what goes into figuring out what moves work? I'll let the you just like try pass him. rusher go That's first. That's fair. T- the guy that had 70 seconds. Two and a half. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. 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 But it's hard because you know this. Every coach, I mean, like you had a great position coach in general. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you still do. You, you still do. I don't know what you're doing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, every D-line coach, they, they come up with this formula for how they want to teach scheme and what they often forget is that every guy's different yeah everybody has their traits so like you can't what what i can do bo can't do vice versa there's things about i couldn't land a hump you know you can't show me that you can't just show me (laughs) that on a tape and be like yeah you do it too so i think every guy has to figure out what's their mechanism for getting the edge yeah Yeah. you know like whether it's a swipe or a chop club like i play with robert quinn and you remember watching him yeah he'd like jump into a chop club he would he'd grab the back pad to like, turn his body. Oh my gosh. And else? that's something I had no shot at doing. So it was right, like, right. I wouldn't even practice that move. Like mm-hmm. that cross chop is so sexy when you hit it right. It's like, so sexy, but it's so stupid bag, looking. Dude. It's it's yeah. an all or nothing shot yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the swipe was, was for me the way to yeah. get the edge, but you can get the edge off power too. Right. And I think you watch tape, you watch tape, but, and you probably know this from matching up with guys. You might have a totally different concept of who a guy is based off tape. And then the yeah. first quarter, you're like, holy shit. I got to switch this up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, man, he has an anchor. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now I had my whole game plan based off power complex. So now it's being a pass rusher is just hit, hitting it on the fly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's the way to go. You learn what your bread and butter, but then you got a bunch of counters. Well, that's, that's how how a- much of it is setting it up to? Like the, the double yeah. swipe, does yeah. the power and getting the guy to shoot his hands to prevent that yes. set that up? Everything's set up. Yeah. I mean, you know, down to the way you use your tracks. Sure. Like if Wait, you, what time out? What's tracks? Like a speed track or a tilt track. Like your pass rush angle. Kind you know, of. like, like so, so, so the I, angle of the quarterback or where his drop is going to be. Yes. Okay. Like, for instance, if I'm in a rush lane mm-hmm. and I'm 33, which I learned <laughs> like in practice, like. I mean, it doesn't I'm, matter how old your lane is. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get his edge. Yeah. He's you know, getting like, off the so ball. So a speed track's a waste of time for me. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like with a guy like that, take a tilt track, try to sit him down closer, shorten the edge for you. Yes. And and then the fractions of time are in your favor if you actually 
by the grace of God beat Lane yeah. and get on his edge. If I beat him at the top of the rush at eight yards, three yards wider, there's not going to be enough time. Yes. So my only shot is to go right at him. Yes. So you dictate things. Get him to shorten his yeah. set down. Yes. Get ready to anchor. And now all of a sudden that edge is shorter. Yeah. And yeah. you set up the edge stuff with power or, mm -hmm. or at speed can set up power. You get a guy bailing back who's like a deep setter. Yeah. And then the minute he's on that third step and his foot's in the air, you 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 go at him. And so like guys set it up throughout the game. And then it sucks when you waste your – Yeah awesome move on like a draw yep, exactly. you know like you've been practicing this one move and you save it for a big situation third and nine and they run a draw mm. and so like you know mm -hmm. it's sometimes you it's hit or miss yeah i mean it, i think if you want to be a good pass rusher too you really need to understand your own game mm -hmm. and not try to hit moves that really aren't you and that's what i was talking about like for me i'm not a cross shot guy man I, it's just like, <laughs> my arms are too short i'm not a you know it's just you I need long know. arms for a cross chop. Well, you just need like you need a great get off. Is you that need what, to have, uh, what it was? I think that's a big part of it. <laughs> <laughs> having a problem. I, I, it's like, it's like, I problem? just for, my I mean, big toe was too small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, <laughs> is this? fuck was I even talking about? This uh, works so well for Robert. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, for like no, me, like I'm always going to set everything up with like a power rush, and then guys would always, you know how it is, man. If you get a big white nose guard in front of you who you know is a power rusher, like you're going to try to jump set in. And that's yeah, how I would hump the shit The moment you get bold, the next time you're getting a situation where you, you know it's going to be a longer pass yeah. set, it's like, man, I'm going to try and get on this guy quick. Right. Yeah. And if you can catch him while he's trying to get on you quick, he's right. leaning. Yeah. And that's where the hump. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, right. People attacking your ball hand and stuff like that's probably got to be. Dude, it used to not be that big of an issue. And then we were playing Dallas this year. And Dallas had a great beat on our silent count. Yeah. And Osa, uh, I can't I pronounce his last little. name. Thank you. Yeah. I thought he really took a big step this year yeah. as a player. Second player? Uh, thir third or third? fourth. Yeah. Okay. But um, he took a big step this year, and they were all over our snap count, it felt like. Or he yeah. was just getting an amazing get off at home. Yeah. And he got on me a couple of times on the snap hand. Yeah. and. Completely surprised. Yeah, me. that would stress the shit out. Yeah, of but usually I can, especially on a silent count, I can cheat it, right? Yeah, because I'm yeah. the one controlling yeah. it. That's why it was unique. Like normally silent count, I actually get off the ball quicker than everybody else because I yeah. can kind of except Lane. Yeah, well, Lane's offsides. <laughs> <laughs> I got people that are like, like your friends offsides. They're I'm not like, calling I'm it. Like, no. <laughs> well, dude, when when we when you're in Chip's offense, I remember being a rookie. I was supposed to two gap your front side, a gap. Yep. And you do that outside zone, mm -hmm. and you're snapping the ball, but you've already moved your body. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck am I supposed That's to? How am I supposed hips. to get in front of you? Yeah. yeah. Well, Unbelievably explosive out of snaps. Could you hula hoop? <laughs> I've never, I've never been able to do Honestly, it. I would love to try it again because I think you might have a talent that we might. I try that later yeah. if we can find one we'll find a hulu <laughs> no it's one of the things in shotgun that's actually not so the downside of outside zone and shotgun is the back is further away from he's like displaced from the line right yeah Why he's got to catch up yeah but the advantage of it for me is i can like f basically flick the ball and move right, way yeah. quicker because i'm not attached to the quarterback right, yeah right but yeah i don't know all right how about um, we've done we, we're square zero on the rundown so far. That yeah. was all yeah, we're just nerds. Yeah, all right, we're just like so. All right, uh, first question: uh, Do you guys feel slighted that it took this long to get you on New Heights? Yes, thanks for asking. <laughs> we talked about it before. It is crazy. It's been two years, and you guys yeah. are just getting on. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's like yeah. we've been just admiring what you guys are doing, bro. Like 
Yeah. I could not believe when we talked about it. it yes. Like how crazy that was two is that? years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got all the realistic concerns of being a player and doing a podcast. And like, I just think you've, you've nailed it. Like, you know, you, you play at a high level, so it makes you able to not come in and worry about getting your ass kicked and then having to do a podcast, even if you get your butt kicked. Like you play pretty well, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it was still hard. Whenever you're losing games, it's not fun to do a podcast. That, that for sure, to do anything. Dude. Yeah. I, started, I started to feel for you, but that's yeah. it. Like you know, this is the best thing in the world to probably come in and do when you're winning. But yeah. then it's like, damn, you saw the flip side of the coin. But I just think you guys have nailed it, bro. And like going to work with my brother, I empathize with you. So I will say this uh, for all the new watchers of the show that weren't around yesterday, last year when we kind of said this. Chris is a big reason why we started the show to begin with, aside from Travis's team, which was very involved. Uh, I reached out to Chris right away when we started talking about whether it made sense to do a podcast in the middle of a season. And that was, you were one of the convincing people that was did like- I say some good shit? I don't remember. You did. I, you, you basically were like, man, just if, if you think you're going to get into it, do it while you're still playing, do it while uh, everything is of topic, right? And get it started. And- yeah, I hey, think it Jason, was. I was high when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was. You gave me some you advice. Some advice <laughs> you gave me some advice too, Chris. That's something in New England in free agency. You said, "Yeah, don't do a don't do a podcast when you're in." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. You're good. Yeah, depending on what team yeah. you're on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. you can't even take a selfie in that. Seriously, <laughs> no, I'm not serious. Uh, now. Not even I'm, outside the building. Yeah. Like rookies come in all excited, yeah. and then the next day the post is deleted, yeah. and they have a meeting. Yep. Well, well we're happy to be on, Kels. Thanks well, for having us. Thank you for finally coming on. Um, the three of us know each other pretty well. We all won a Super Bowl, obviously, in Philadelphia. Um, I'll start with Bo. Bo, do you remember the first time we met? I do, actually. Because okay. Well, I remember because uh, Kels and I have the same agent. Shout out Clarity Sports and Jason uh, Bernstein. Yep, and Emily. And I remember Emily was like, "Hey, yeah, we we." We have a couple guys in the Eagles. Like, I think they're going to really like you guys. You should go out to eat. And we went to Alves. Uh, yeah. In Philly. I remember that. I yeah. remember just being a rookie and just being like, don't say shit. Like, don't, like, don't get these guys. Like, you didn't stop get- talking the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that plan incredible. worked out uh, really well. But yeah. I remember, I think that was the first time I met you, Connor Barwin. And, uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was a good time. I feel like we just kind of got along. I don't know. What were your first impressions? Uh, man, what a fucking question, Kels. You think I remember that far back? I, see I know you remember the first impression in the shower. You don't remember all those. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, some things are just so grotesque. It's just imprinted on your memory, bro. Uh, no, I just, I mean, I remember thinking you guys were cool. Like, I would, dude, when you're a rookie, like, you don't know shit. Like, you get drafted and then yeah, you go to rookie minicamp and your head's spinning. It's like, I don't know. Like, I just remember thinking, you guys remind me a lot of a lot of my friends that I had in, in college at Wisconsin and just thinking, like, I don't know. I hope I fucking make this team because these guys seem pretty cool, you know? Like, that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. But That was fucking stupid. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to be a thing where you two just I'm fucking gonna gang up, up on Jason, me. I'm going to be like, you're, you're, the, you're in the yeah. middle. You're in the... Yeah, you're, yeah. Just fucking... <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of first impressions, we talked about this before the show. Uh, Kylie's first impression of me was you carrying me out of a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess... 
Can we? What's the side? What's your side of the story? Yes, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. That was physically one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> that was harder than climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it was carrying him out of the bar. It was like you know, anaerobic. I was fighting it. I was Dude. fighting it. Yeah, hard. Kel, the baby was fighting. The baby was. <laughs> it was colicky. Yeah, Kel, and we were like <laughs> So, dude, the thing that like people don't know is like coming in. We were uh, like they met a Kylie and Jason met on Tinder, and so like for like a week or two leading up to you guys meet, meeting, like they were like chit-chatting, you know, online and Kelsey was like mm-hmm. talking about this girl and like, you know, like I really like this girl. Like I got to make a good first impression. Like Nailed what should it. I say to her? And we're like, <laughs> oh, I've heard that. In the cafeteria, just like talking about it. Yeah. And then we have the holiday party, uh, you know, in Philly, which is like a big deal, like kind of a formal event, like get all dressed up and like we pre-gamed it, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like, course. Playing Wayne Brewski probably. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then I was like, yeah, I think we're like, I'm going to meet up with this girl. And I've like heard all about her. I'm like excited to meet her. And the night just went a little bit sideways. It did. Like, uh, and yeah. Kels fell asleep on the bar, like snoozing. And this is the thing about Kels. Like, it's actually not that uncommon. Not uncommon. Yeah. I actually was looking back through like some old photos and I have a kind a of a disturbing of... amount of like photos of you just asleep in yeah. various places. I, th- my, I think my brain just eventually got to the point that it prevented me from drinking alcohol by just yeah shutting down well this is the thing i never the safest thing that can happen right yeah Yeah. that's that's good you know so i think it should be what i'm carrying probably should have happened earlier (laughs) through old city like from buffalo billiards which honestly elite bar yeah great bar like they have uh, steel tip darts and like big buck hunter and pool and like we go there all the time anyway it's like cobblestone streets kels and you're fighting me yeah and i'm like straining i dropped you (laughs) i don't know why i dropped i know i was sleeping but i remember i remember it Really? I remember fighting you and laughing my ass off. Were you like giggling? Yeah. Bro? And then and then we get in the, like I dropped you hard. And yeah. I'm trying to pick you back. I'm like, and you're like, I don't know, man. It was a whole well, thing. Were you shocked when Kylie agreed to go on a second date with me after that? I was slightly surprised. But you know, you're, you're a great guy, man. You're charming. Look at that laugh. Like, how can you not? How can you not uh, want to go on a second date with you? You know, a great guy, Kels. Come on now. Chris, you joined Philly in 2017, 2017. fresh off a New England Patriots yep. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your first impressions of me, the Eagles, Bo? Uh, yeah. Dude, my first impression was the first guy I met was Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was God. just hanging out. Like Talk about Walter Payton, man of the year. <laughs> yeah. Hope, I hope so. Nominee. Yeah. Yeah. But. And and he was just milling around in there, and we just started talking, and I was like, these guys are pretty cool. You know, he was explaining each guy's personality. He's like, wait till you meet Jason. It's, you know, you can love him, the whole thing. And so, you know, I just remember meeting you and watching you operate and and seeing you kind of like the way you competed at everything. Like, that was fun for me. So I just kind of eye guys up to see who the who the alphas are, because like you're an older guy and you might be asked to be a part of that group. Yeah. And I just want to know who's bullshit and who's not. And, you know, like it was obvious to me, like. You know, not pumping your tires here. You're not a bullshit guy, and so yeah. that was probably it for me. It was just like competitor, and what you see is exactly what you get. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly what you get. Very genuine, yeah. authentic guy, Kels. We love that about you. What were your uh, thoughts of coming to the Eagles after being with the Patriots, dude? Did- it's funny. The first thought yeah. I had was the Super Bowl week of the Patriots. Now I wasn't thinking about free agency. Yeah, but we were playing the Falcons. And Friday night, I remember sitting in the film room and catching up on some, you know, on some like late pass rush stuff. And I was watching reels and the Eagles and Falcons game from 17 came up. Yeah. Or 16. 16. Yeah. In, in Philly. 
That was a good game for us. And your D-line got after him. It was so funny to me that moment looking back at it, watching film. That light bulb went off in my head, and I don't think I, I thought about it, but it stayed there. It was like it made a lasting impression. I was like, that looks fun. And then when it was time to you know, decide what I wanted to do, I called Ian Yates Cunningham, yeah, who's now with Chicago, okay, um, with Ryan Poles, yeah, and he was Joe Joe Douglas's guy in Baltimore. Gotcha. And I played college football with him, and I said, "Hey, will you talk to Howie see if you could use a vet?" And uh, yeah, that was the rest was history. Nice, yeah. all right. Yeah. I played you in my first ever NFL game. Did you was know that, that in St. Louis when you had Mike Vick? It was, yeah. And I, had, I was it was on, a close game. I was on Todd Harriman's well, for a little. <laughs> I thought it was feel, close the whole it didn't time. Feel close to me? No. Maybe for you guys, which shows you your standard. <laughs> you guys were like, and we were like, man, we're getting our ass kicked like every other week, dude. Maybe, uh, that, was my, that score up. I think it was like thirty-four to eleven. Was oh, it? Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. I just okay, maybe it was a little bit on that. It was my first game, <laughs> so it was a lot of things going on. I was trying to block yeah. James Laurinaitis over there, fucking. Oh hey, yeah, Minnesota's bro. finest. Hey, there you go. Um, let me see what's next. I do this all the time. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun being on the other side, man. Works what do you want to talk about while he finds his place? <laughs> Anything, bro. What do you got for me? Um, top three. Um, Candy? Zen flavors. Ooh, coffee. Love coffee, three milligram. Okay. Kind of on a citrus <laughs> kick right now. And then okay. cool mint. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's disgusting. Yeah, well, All your choices were bad. And, wow. All right, uh, what are you a menthol guy? No, chill, uh, chill, smooth. Oh, chill is great. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so chill is. He found his. No, I, I'm, I'm digging. He found his place. Yeah, uh, let's skip ahead to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Zinpod. Um, before we get emergency the, produce. <laughs> before we get to the game itself, um, there's an iconic pick. Yeah. Uh, both of you in dog mass. This was after this picture with Atlanta, right? Yeah. You and so let's say this: you and Lane started it. Yeah, everybody knows this on the team. Yeah, you and Lane started yeah. it. Yeah, how did that happen? So, I don't know. All week it was like, do you guys know you're not supposed to win this game? Do you guys know <laughs> it was like, yeah. hey, you know, like fifty motherfuckers at your locker, like yep. same question. And uh, you know, we were making a mockery of the fact. Mm-hmm. that we were underdogs you know like yeah. we were de- so it started as kind of a, a joke you know we were bored on like a tuesday and we were like we should we should get some dog, dog masks <laughs> and wear them to the media after the game now we're only thinking one week at a time yeah. here now the scariest thing is when you commit to actually putting those on and right it's like we're going to be a meme or it's going to be the coolest thing <laughs> I, mean, I think that moment happened around when we were walking through the tunnel with those two dog masks on yeah. but Lane was like, I was like, Lane, can you handle this? Can you? And and to his credit, he found like, and we didn't have a breed in mind. Yeah. So <laughs> you like, just happened to pick the best mask of all time. That mask could be any mask. It was just whatever was available. I don't on think Amazon so. Think for yourself. I sought out the poodle mask. Well, which was a fucking weird. Story. <laughs> yeah. well, I thought it would be funny. Like, it's like, like, a, like a Saluki. It's, it's so fucking creepy. Like, it's like, it was like a hyper-realistic poodle mask. Which too. tells oh, you that Bo, like, we were walking down the hall and he was like, I don't do that shit too. <laughs> and he like, well, the other, no, Chris, Chris the reason no, you, went, you were like, hey, should we do this? Like, should we do this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. be cool. Hey, do you want to do it? You want to do it? Like, no, yeah, fuck. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And I was, like, yeah. I was like, I'll order one right now. And then, like, search dog mask on Amazon. And you were like, like saw this poodle. And I was like, bro. You got the poodle. And then you're like, you're, you're not going to. No, but I remember this. The, the reason you went poodle, stay. the reason you went poodle, poodle, was because after you guys wore these the first game, 
they all sold out instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it became such a big thing that yeah. you couldn't get any more of them. Like, yeah. I couldn't even get one. That's why I didn't wear one. Well, it was yeah. crazy. You got the poodle. I thought the poodle was You had to too. opt for, like, a different one. You're like, the poodle's fucking hilarious. Like the, the Kirkland brand. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember they were crying Jordaning everybody? Yes. Yeah. I was like, all I could think about was, like, my worst nightmare was me <laughs> crying Jordan with the dog mask <laughs> yes. on. And I was like, it's going to happen. But yeah, like as it got closer, it was evident that it was a big thing for people. And then it became a serious thing. Yeah. Like it began, it was a fuck around. Yeah. And then it became a serious thing. And then it's on the inside of the Super Bowl ring. Yes. It's on the inside of our watches. Yeah. So I mean, like of all the cool shit that I've been a part of, that to me, not just the Super Bowl, but like those yeah. little conversations, like, yeah, people are putting those masks on to this day because we were being dumbasses in the training room getting taped. <laughs> it's hilarious. It was, it was awesome. Fuck, it's yeah. great. The underdog mentality stuck, and we made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Chris, you ended up facing off in the Super Bowl against a team you won yeah. a Super Bowl with the previous year. What was that like? It was another worst nightmare situation. <laughs> Why is that? Because you're like, if we lose, yeah, I'm a huge moron. How <laughs> many people talk about it? Yeah, because like when I left, I didn't leave New England on bad terms, but I left because the scheme wasn't right for me. Yeah, and um, you know when you leave New England, people are like, "What the fuck is wrong? Why with would you leave? Like, who do you no, think no you one are?" Ever like, leaves New England on bad terms, Chris. No, they well, some people do, but. <laughs> I wasn't one of those people. I just knew I was going to do something else. And so when it got to the Super Bowl, I was like praying whoever else it was in the AFC Championship would get in. I think it was Jacksonville because yeah. we huddled in Dom's office watching yeah. the yeah. second half of that game. And I really thought they could win that game. Yeah. Um, and there was a call in there or whatever. But I was like, man, if I lose to the Pats, if me and LeGarrette lose to the Pats, we're just, they're going to be, they're going to kill us. And, uh, you know, I was walking around. I could, I'll never forget. And I probably asked you, Jason, like 14 times during the week, how many points you think you can score? How many points you think you can score? Because we knew they were going to, at some point in the game, yeah, it's hit Tom us Brady. with a flurry, dude. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. And then that second half, they did. But yeah. you guys, like, I can remember one time coming over the, the sideline and Lane was like, can y'all just get a fucking stop? <laughs> and I was like, this is, oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Like, the worst right, thing. Well, Chris, you're talking about, like, a nightmare scenario losing against your former team in the Super Bowl. I'm from Minnesota. So we're, we're playing the Super Bowl in my home state, 20 minutes from where I grew up. All my friends and family yeah. are there. And we're on the sideline. We cannot stop them. I'm like, we're about to lose this game. Because of our give you one worse, all my friends flew in. Dude. Yeah, your friend, like, your friend, all my family, my grandma's watching. Yeah, dude, she's it's, probably disappointed in me right now. Dude, all the thoughts that are going through your head when it's going wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can act like you don't think worst case scenario, but you always yeah. do. And yeah, like, thank God, dude. Brandon Graham just and being in BG. BG's the, the man. And yeah, twenty eight three the year before. So I know even when we got up on him, you're just like, yeah, got to keep the foot on the gas. Got to keep the foot on the gas. What, yeah. what was it like for you, Kels? Watch, like, you guys played unbelievably on offense. Were you mad game. at us? Yeah, were you mad at us? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask the question more directly. We, <laughs> I, I wasn't mad, but it was like, God damn, man. They're really just not. <laughs> I know, but, you know, like, we can't. We I mean, Tom had, it was a record day for him. I want to get on the yeah. It's ironic that like, the best Tom Brady statistically played in the Super Bowl yeah, is one of the us. Super Bowls he lost. Mm -hmm. Not quite good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seriously wanted to get on the red phone and cuss out whoever was – I would be like, put somebody else on Gronk, please. Yeah. Do something else with Gronk. We got to try something. Mix yeah. it up. It's funny when you watch that game back because I actually hadn't seen it, the media copy, until last year when you guys were in the Super but, Bowl and we were out there. Dude, there was so much fun shit that happened in that game. That, it like, was insane. Like, well, going back – 
objectively yeah. one of the most incredible. I agree. It was, it was yeah. fantastic. And I guess, to, I guess to answer that question though, I, I wasn't as focused on you guys. I was more like amazed at how well Nick Foles was playing. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like anything we did. It was, yeah. it, it was, you know, when you're in that rhythm and in that zone it was, it was like where it just feels like crazy. everything's hitting your offense was even like they, they were so good at running their like games up front and somehow yeah. we were passing them off yeah. and Nick was poised and, it was, um, yeah, it was just one of those feelings offensively that anything we were doing was working. But I knew you they couldn't beat you guys up front. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I thought we'd win the game was because I knew they couldn't generate enough pass rush. Yeah. You guys were just so good. And and they were, that wasn't a strength for them. No, they were, their defense was definitely on a down. Yeah. Year, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they all, I mean, they're so well coached and it's, and it's Bill. But yeah, it was... Yeah, we we had it done. One of the plays that I remember and uh like was the last play of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know why it was like such a low probability, but in my head, they're never dead. Yeah. yeah. It's Tom Brady, Gronk, and I remember that ball hanging up there forever, waiting for it to fall. It's like literally the guys who make the movies are. Yeah. They're very good because all of the noise is out. Yep. I don't hear anything. I see the ball. It drops, and I still don't know if the game's over. Yeah, no. And you're, like, looking for a flag. Like, yeah. did we just win the fucking Super Bowl? Because yeah. yeah, everybody's cheering. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Everybody's just cheering no matter what. And BG almost won too quick because he, he got around the edge <laughs> and, 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 and fell off Tom. And yeah. then Tom had the time because we were, I think, rushing too. Yeah. To, like, yeah. to like really load up. And it yes. was the scariest five seconds. There. It was. We talk about plays like that, but, like, Brandon, dude, BG strip sack. Yeah. I like literally like people say this, but like I blacked out. I was celebrating so hard. I was seeing stars <laughs> and I was we're all yeah, head each other, each like other. going crazy, yeah. like just becoming barbarians on the sideline. And then I look down, I'm like all the way out the field, like the hash marks on like or like on the numbers. I'm like, oh shit, I better uh, I don't want to get penalized. I better right. get back yeah. to the fucking sideline. Yeah, but I mean that was such an amazing play. It's time to shout out our next sponsor. That's Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. And since the Chiefs won the big game in the overtime thriller in Las Vegas, our friends at B-Dubs have a special offer for football fans everywhere. That's right, 92%. Since the big game went to OT, Buffalo Wild Wings is giving all of America six free wings. You heard that right. If you walk in, dine in, doesn't matter. Go to your local B-Dubs on February 26th from 2 to 5 local time. You can get six free wings while supplies last, of course. (laughs) And everyone knows those B-Dub wings are delicious, crispy, juicy, and you get them in those 26 sauces or dry rubs. (laughs) All right, now make my mouth water. So go to Buffalo Wild Wings on February 26th from 2 to 5 for one free six-wing order before they run out. These are going to go quick. You heard that, man. 92% of free six-wing order is waiting for you at B-Dubs on February 26th. You don't want to miss this thing. You know Jason has been drinking AG1 for over a year now, and today we've got an extra special offer so that you can start optimizing your health. That's right. I've always been focused on my health, and I know that diet alone can't always give me what my body needs to thrive. AG1 is a science-driven nutritional supplement that gives my body vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and so much more. Simply put... 
It's a way to invest in your health now and in the long run. AG1 is a game changer trusted by professional teams and endorsed by nutritional staffs worldwide, revolutionizing the way athletes approach their performances. And this isn't just for athletes. Anyone focused on their health can benefit from its uh, unparalleled impact on endurance, recovery, and overall well-being. When anyone asks me what the one product they should take to elevate their health is, I always recommend AG1. And that's why we partnered with them for so long. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. And a limited time, you'll get 10 free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash newheights. That's drinkag1.com slash newheights. Check it out while this offer lasts. We've talked to the 92 percenters a lot about our next sponsor. And for good reason. The experienced smart money debit card and digital checking account is awesome and could help you build your credit without adding debt. And today we're going to switch things up and talk about yet another great way Experian can help our 92 percenters with their finances. The free Experian app. Free. That's right, Jason. The Experian app is free. Hey, if it's free, it's for me. And it has tons of free tools to help take control of your finances in 2024, the year of now, the year of today. For example, with the Experian app, you can get your FICO score for free and uh, could even raise it instantly. Free with Experian Boost. And now, for the first time ever, you can use your car insurance payment to help you raise your FICO score instantly. Free with Experian Boost. And that's something you can only do with Experian. That's right. There's also tons of free, helpful financial tools to explore on the Experian app. So go ahead and download the app and check it out right now. Go to the App Store and download the free Experian app today. Experian is not a bank. Experian Boost results will vary. See Experian.com slash legal for details. All right, let's move on to Mount Kilimanjaro. For those of you that don't know, Chris's foundation, Waterboys, um, has a signature initiative called uh, oh no, it's called the Water Boys. I'm yeah, an idiot. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, no, you're yeah, doing good so far. For the 92 percent, you're really hard on yourself. Chris's foundation has a signature initiative called the Water Boys that uh, is dedicated to providing clean water access to over uh, one million people worldwide. Yeah, that, that's the goal. Deep bore wells in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, you're doing good. I'm a Water Boy. No, nah, I am sure. too, but I'm botching this. <laughs> no, you're doing great, bro. You're doing great. All yeah, right. Water Boys, man. We've done. Uh, we provided water to 500,000 people in East Africa and Tanzania and Kenya. And then we do domestic stuff as well. We yeah. could be doing a well in Wisconsin at some point. You know, we yeah. could be doing well in Minneapolis at some point. Go. No, I'm saying like up in your neck yeah. of the woods. Like, you know, so I might be asking you to join me I'm to in. do something outside of uh, Camp Randall in that area. And then, Jason, we could be doing an Ohio project at some point. So, like, we're okay. doing domestic and we're doing uh international and you guys were kind enough to join me uh on the conquering killy yeah. it was really fun how so what trip was that for you what to killy what climb that had to be maybe four you were higher than four weren't you four or five five five, five i think five i on it dude hats off two, to you. five times on that yeah. mountain twenty thousand, dude a month of my life plus incredible like um incredible yeah, you really get to where, know, do, where get does to know that, that thing. yeah where does that hike rank in your hierarchy of Killy hikes? Oh, up there, dude. Yeah, the personalities on that hike were incredible, yourself included. Okay, uh, and just like every every you go, you meet new vets, you meet new players. Like I, 
man, we had Jim Mora one time, you know, the coach. Yeah. Fucking guy course. smoked it, dude. Yeah. His resting heart rate at 18,000 feet was like 48. Oh, it was wow. like a freak of nature. Okay. So you find out that some people are like amazing mountaineers. <laughs> and then you kind of side bet with each other who's going to struggle. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, that. And it's a competitive group of military vets and athletes. The camaraderie is yeah. awesome. And amazing. nothing's off limits where it's like we bust each other's balls. It's like the locker room. You get yeah. in the tent. These guys and girls have been all over the world serving our country and you know they don't know us at all and they're not like super fans they just yeah. want to do this thing with us and uh the first night it's always evident that you know like there's a lot in common with the locker room stuff yeah. and just you know the camaraderie and people hit it off and as you know the group chat fires off <laughs> group chat. constantly so yeah, you make a, a bunch of great friends man you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about people in that situation it's one of the most challenging things in a very different way yeah. than anything I've ever done. Time, like time under tension. Yeah. You know I mean? it's, like, it's it's a, a cardio event. Yeah. Man. It's a long deal. It's, a, it's discomfort. He lost 26 pounds, I found out today. Incredible. Yeah. that's Kelsey and I almost had a scrap right we did. summer. We did. We hated Kelsey each other. Kelsey we hated, hated each other me, bro it was so pissed at me because he thought i took his hat he, you we did had, and then i know you snuck it in my bag you know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had the, had the same bag. hat because this lazy ass didn't do any research going into it oh i know and, he and didn't the, do any research because gear. for the new heights people i told this on our podcast earlier <laughs> but the only time me and jason both can be moody as fuck but we have never been in an argument except for on Kelly because he did not think that I sufficiently filled him in on how hard it was to climb a 19,000 mountain. He Bro, was mad at me. This the is the first time, time I'm finding out that people actually die climbing Mount Kelly. <laughs> well, we don't put that in the brochures. <laughs> Yeah, and Kelsey and I exhaust ourselves screaming at each other friend. in our tent right before summit night. And I don't have your fucking hat. We have the same fucking hat. <laughs> That's what they're yelling at yeah. Bro, because I sent Kelsey everything I bought because I did a bunch of research. Like, what kind of a gear whore? It was fun. It was fun yeah. to, like, find all the stuff. So we had all the same stuff. Like, Motherfucker, I know your hat is in your fucking bag. And we were tent You guys are married, bro. Yelling at each other. He wouldn't fucking at look at me. At that point, we like were. We were, like, five hours. nights in. Mm -hmm. He's got his like, earbuds in, just fucking pissed off. Like, pole, pole. <laughs> what did I do with those earbuds, though? He took the earbud and he gave it back to me. We listened to tunes for a while. That was a bro <laughs> shared, move, man. He shared earbuds. Little music yeah. He listened to a little music. And I'll tell you what, until those earbuds ran out, dude, that really, really it was nice. break up the drudgery, man. We started Ooh. singing. Yeah. And then we stopped singing. And then we stopped, we stopped for a singing. while. Okay, I need to conserve this oxygen. And then it's just breathing. The funniest Chris is like, you're like, yeah, once we get to the false summit, like the sun will come up, like we'll take a photo. And like, so it's like me and you, and like we get up there and we're like taking a pic. I was like, oh, this is going to be such a cool pic. But I did warn you, it's a false summit. And yeah. it's, we look horrible, bro. Oh, yeah. We just went we through it. Uh, we look like, insane, Such dude. a great you pic, yo. It's so shoes. funny, man. All right, let's talk some 2023 Eagles. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested into what your guys' perspective was watching the season. Go. Be honest. <laughs> you you got no. I do. I do. I do. Because I I have said what I think, um, and I would love to know from an outsider's perspective what did it look like I on think, both sides, defensively think, and offensively. I think when you replace two coordinators, the chances of you getting back are slim. Yeah, and 
history says that. Like, how many teams have actually replaced coordinators off a Super Bowl win? Or well, I mean, not too many people go back to Super Bowl even with the coordinators. So, that, so that's but, another uh, part of it because we can compare it to 2018 where we were four and six. Yeah. At one point, got blown out by New Orleans, and we flipped the switch. Yeah. Lost to the Bucks in Week Two in Tampa. Oh, the, the fucking firing the cannons off that oh, fiberglass fucking the hottest fucking game of all time. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Hey, so stopped. Anyway, like up. I think <laughs> we said, go back inside, boys. It's too hot. <laughs> I want to give you guys a lot of credit, and we did on the pod because I, you know, like I meant this. I wasn't just I wasn't being a homer. Yeah, it is incredible to get to where you guys got. Say around week eleven, like the resolve, the leadership. You got people to the you know the red zone, so to speak. Yeah, the leadership on that team, the talent. But when you're replacing the coordinators, and I don't think every guy on that team was invested as some of the guys. And I'm talking about the 10th, 11th guy on a res- on respective side of the ball. Yeah. You have to depend on young guys and you have to depend on depth. And yeah. our year where we hit on depth, where it was Sproles gets hurt, Peters gets hurt, guys get hurt. Yeah. And Carson. the guys stepped up. And Carson, played crucial Nichol, roles. Yeah. That didn't happen this year. Yeah. And so, like, I felt bad for you because sometimes I'd look at the team and say, after, like, the Cardinals game and say, what the fuck, guys? What's like, if I was in this locker yeah. room – and I'm not like I'm not that self-important to say, but if you're asking me, I'd be like, "What the f-? like? We don't have something to fucking play for here. There's no yeah. sense of urgency." But I also know that scheme when it's not going well, it can be like a never-ending pit, and yeah. it's hard to get out of it. And if the young guys are guys off the street, you're not always going to win that that situation that we won in 2017. So that's my. I, I, mean, I, I tip my cap to you guys for even getting to the point where it was a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, it sucked watching because I felt for you and Lane and the guys that saw 2017. To then get to that point. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to make much sense. From an outsider's perspective, you know, obviously we weren't in the locker room like you were. We don't know, you know, everything that's happening in the locker room, behind the scenes, things like that. But, like, in 2017, there's something to be said for, like, you just kind of manifest this energy where things go right for you. You know what I mean? And, like. It's, and we had that for the first half of the year. Exactly. We went 10 and 1, won a lot and of close games. And then it was games. like, the, it completely flipped. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, what do we have to do to get this back? Like, everyone, I'm sure, is reaching, trying really hard. I'm sure you're like, practices yeah. were, I'm sure, emotional and intense at that point of year because everyone wants to figure out what do I need to do to get this Well, you go right. you go back and forth. Like, you, you and try you to be like that. over intense on yeah. one week and then you lose again. You're like, okay, and now maybe we need to do less yeah. and like have energy. We need to go that. full pads. There's no shortcuts. We just got to play well. Guys got to play well. They got to do their jobs. And yeah, there's no question. And there's there are personnel issues. Like I know they're all NFL players and their teammates and like, but to be one of those teams, like there can't be holes at linebacker, there can't be holes in the secondary, mm-hmm. and like you know, I just as defensive player, I'm watching. I feel for the guys up front because the run fits. It's not all on them, you know. Like yeah. it's everybody, and and when one guy isn't doing their job, you know how it is. Everything yeah. just seems so out of sync, you know. That's what it looked like defensively and yeah. offensively at the end of the year for and sure. And then you look at the roster, and you're like, how is this happening? Like there's so much talent on this team. It's, it makes it even more frustrating, I'm sure, for you guys. What um. What do you guys think of the new coaching changes that have been made? I think it's excellent. I mean, we were talking about that. I, I love Vic Fangio's defenses. Like, I think you, a- you would fit in well. Hey, those 72 tackles. <laughs> Bro, one of the I'm most- on retiring. You heard it here first. <laughs> new Heights pod. That's one of the most important things, having those those big guys in the middle. It is. Oh, like a gap and a half and all that stuff. And, and I, I really do think the Fangio thing, it's not just about the scheme. He was in the building last year. And I'm not saying I know how much or how little he helped Nick. 
where everybody else, but he like, helped, have, yeah, I know firsthand he stout and I would have conversation with Vic about red zone things. Like, what do you think the defense, what, how are they coached in this yeah. situation? I don't know. Those guys can make, those say guys, that, but we did. Right, so far, no, yeah. but those guys can make or break years. Cause yeah, it's yeah. like that guy that's not, he's not burdened with having to call the plays or having, well, not that Nick was calling the play, plays, but like having to do all the meetings and stuff. These guys got like an elevated vantage point and he's a former head coach. Yeah. And like, that's so valuable. So when you see people hiring, I always look, if it's a young guy, who do they bring in yeah. Yeah. that can be kind of that assistant head coach? Cause that's such an invisible. Yeah, or just offer the experience of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. situations like, I mean, look at Antonio Pierce. He's awesome this year, Yeah, mm-hmm. but he also would tell you he was learning on the job. There's yeah. all these situational football things that like, you're not thinking about that. No, no question. I think there's a lot to be excited about, man. For the Eagles going forward. Do you get more? Yeah. Great. More. Yeah. I mean, more shots. More shots, yeah, more running I mean, game. The motions are higher. More motion. So it. I mean, he, what I remember from him in Dallas because we played when you were still with the Eagles, he was with Dallas, right? Yeah. Or was that before? Yeah, he was with Dallas. Yeah. Um, I just remember him doing all sorts of creative things. Yeah. And it, he's he's he, he mixes it up. He played at Boise, right? Yeah. And yeah. they were doing all sorts of crazy shit stuff at Boise. But, I think so. you guys are more like the Dallas team than the LA team. So I don't look yeah. at what he did in LA as like some big like accurate sample size. I look at yeah. like, hey, that group you got is kind of like those really good Dallas offenses where it's like you got a great offensive line, mm-hmm. athletic quarterback, some weapons outside. I think it'd be awesome. What uh, do you guys? So you should come back. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys know anything about? Clint? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. Do you, yeah. do you guys know on. anything about Clint Hurt? I know he looks like he could play D line. Dude, he looks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like like plug him in at zero bro looks like he could bench press the yeah, player like let me see him and dom and board drill oh you god know, unbelievable like what's happening that'd that be one? pretty fun to watch yeah. i've heard good things man that'd be a yeah. battle of titans man sheesh no but he looks incredible man he looks like a sick coach what um the pecs on that guy yeah. <laughs> Living on the pack deck. <laughs> if you were going to say anything to the young defensive linemen, especially, mm. yeah, what would you guys say to the Eagles' young defensive? Listen, line? I'm not saying shit to Jalen Carter, man. Hey, keep doing your thing, man. I, I mean, he is impressive. Unbelievable. You're talking about a good hump move. Seriously, man. <laughs> his uh, just the suddenness and the way he like attacks inside moves and stuff yeah. like that is so fun to watch. And uh, I mean, it's he's a guy that I think it's really easy to be excited for him because he's so electric watching him play. Uh, I think, I mean, I also love like Milton Williams. I think he's going to be a free agent. Maybe, I don't even know. Many I like Milton Williams I think a he's lot, like dude. really, like it's so hard to play that four technique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, with good I, technique and stay square. And I've, I've been a big, big fan of him. Milton's a third or fourth year guy. He's a beast. I think he just finished his third year. Yeah. So yeah. he's still got one more year. Right? I, I, hang in there. You know, like on one hand, hang in there because like it wasn't all you guys this year. And I know sometimes it's like, well, you weren't getting home, but the very yeah. thing that helped you last year wasn't there. Like it's better back end guys. And you know, like it just, so, but also if yeah. you're Jalen Carter, fucking take advantage of this opportunity to be a hall of fame talent yep. in Philadelphia for more than a decade. Yeah. And so like the talents there, yeah, bro, I love watching him play. And you know what it was is the Tampa game. It was a check down. Mm-hmm. And he sprints out of the stack yeah. and just decapitates the, yeah. the the crosser. Yes. And that's the shit. When, once you show me that, I want it all the time. Right? Yeah. And I just, I, I hope he's just, I hope he's pouring everything into this opportunity because I think, I think he can be mentioned among the greatest players to have played in that uniform. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's not hyperbolic. No, I, I completely agree. The, 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 the talent, the skill set, all of that is, is there and learn from the guy the older guys in the room too i mean 
Clutch did a great job. Yeah. All joking aside, like you were great to me when I was a rookie, man. I was a fucking nose guard, swimming, no idea what's going on. And Kelsey would stay after work technique stuff with me. And we had very detailed conversations about the minutia of inside line play, you know? And like, look, look at the guys. You got Sweaty Jay, you got Fletcher Cox, you got Brandon Graham, like some unbelievable bats in your bets. room. And just do everything you can to soak up anything you can from them. And that's, you know, you know like you never know how long these guys play. And yeah. like, so if you're a rookie and you've got a vet like that, like fucking don't wait till next year to be his, his friend. And I'm right. not talking about kiss his ass, but watch this guy. Yeah. You exactly. want to learn something from somebody. I had a vet, James Hall, who was like terrific, great player, mm. played on shitty teams. Wouldn't talk to me for six months. Yeah. Because it was, it was unfair. I was cutting in his reps and I wasn't ready to start over him. It's like a high draft pick thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he understandably did not like me in the beginning. True. But I was learning from him. Yeah. I was going to fucking get something out of James Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Whether he was talking to me or not, yeah. I would just shadow the motherfucker. Yeah. And so I would just like use those vets and also like you get to play on third down at the link. Yeah. Just understand that it is not like that everywhere. Yeah, you got some guys that are grinding. A First and second down all or, or just all week. what I what I mean is first and second down of the link. Like no, you get yeah, to run through no, the tunnel I, at the link and put incredible. that that helmet on, man. Like I waited my whole career to play yeah. somewhere exactly like that. And these guys, they don't realize what they have. Seriously. And so I'm just I'm not saying our the, our group, Philly's group, but what I am saying is like, if you need a reminder, it ain't like that everywhere else. Yeah. So you should fight and scratch and claw to be a part of this thing the next five, ten years. Cause Amen. it's fucking you could be Jason Kelsey. Look at the way they love J Jason. And Lane and those guys, yeah. you could be those guys. Chris, we share something in common. We both have a brother in the league. Yeah. Or shared a brother in the league. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like playing in the league with Chris? Or well, Kyle? it was, yeah, I did have like split personality playing the league with Chris. <laughs> uh, but Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle's always been like my baby brother. You know, like I, yep. I definitely am like I'm the oldest and, you know, we've talked about this before, but like I'm, I always feel responsible for him and, then one day he was way bigger than me and it was like he could protect me and like, like kind of when i walk around with him like super bowl week or somewhere i'm like i basically have like a giant russian bodyguard like at my disposal it's awesome on set too the whole thing but when he got in the league it was like everything he was going through i just felt like a parent for the first time yeah you know because like i know exactly what he's going through my dad's sweating bullets watching us play every week i remember one time he came to play us in st louis and i'm talking about the the off season before when he was a rookie we took him out to vegas with my d-line and got really fucked up at uh one of these beach parties nice like i got carried out that day hey. by Kyle, <laughs> fireman carry hey. he didn't have so much trouble yeah. um but uh you know we were all tight and then the very and william hayes who yeah. salic hates <laughs> one of my best friends on the d-line in st louis was just getting on kyle getting on kyle and one play he just snaps and like the the absolute gorilla and kyle comes out and he's like king kong and will behind the play after the play and he's punching him and he's getting ready to wind up and kick him and i'm sprinting off the sideline yeah. you've seen the footage yeah. of me trying to grab this big son of a bitch and he's so big and strong i go to grab him and he jerks like out of it and his jersey i, I got a piece of his jersey in my hand the jersey comes <laughs> off bro. Um, and i'm thinking for sure he's gonna get ejected but like that was the Everybody on the outside, to bring it back to like you and Travis, yeah, they think it's so cute. I think it's always so cute and it's all fun and games, but like for parents to like watch their two kids play a football game, and that was yeah. a meaningless game in St. Louis, but it was the worst week of my life as a pro football player yeah, and my parents' lives because they're just so fucking stressed. 
Yeah. And they know the pressure that's well, on the and, tile. And your guys' dynamic is different, though, because you play – literally play each other. Yeah. And for you – Travis and different. I, like, if both offenses do well, mm. our parents are actually – they're fine. Yes. <laughs> but They bet the over. Yeah, yeah. You guys – did, did you – how many times did you actually – Pass rush uh, Kyle in the end. Very, very rarely. One time in open practice, though, when he came up to New England, I came inside on a stunt and yeah. he's at guard. Most people don't understand. We're not going to be battling all game. Did you get so him? But did you? Oh, I got him. Yeah! So, 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 I, so I cross his face, beat him clean. This big son of a bitch whips his arm around like a helicopter to try just anything. Yeah. Not get Reverse body block, just like. Yeah. And he fucking ice picks me in the ribs. Oh, I fractured God. my rib. <laughs> He fractured my rib. So you got him, but he got you. Yes. And it wasn't worth getting him because the next, <laughs> I got the last the, next, yeah. the next month and a half, like when I was shifting around in bed, like you felt, trying oh, to, I was like, this motherfucker, dude. Yeah. So yeah. even if you beat Kyle, you don't beat Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good segue. I got going here. <laughs> what up? You both spent time in New England. Yeah. I'm still shocked he's not a head coach. Yeah. Um, I know older, but yeah. you would think that a team – to me, the perfect match was the Chargers. Mm. They have a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, you know, we've seen think, what he can do. I, with I thought it was fun to see him in Seattle, personally. But I thought Seattle. it was going to be Atlanta. Yeah, and then we you know, I also think fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Why Atlanta? Raheem did a great job this yeah. year, so I, I'm super psyched he got that job. But I thought Atlanta would have like the ownership group and the like the structure in personnel mm -hmm. that might work, where the GM's not like somebody that that that's going to butt heads with him at all. Yeah, and then they got a president, right? And and then they have an owner, and I think he respects Arthur Blank. And his name was hot there. Yep. I just thought the Chargers were looking to not fix Justin because I think he's damn good. Yeah. He's he, just trying to be here and he's here. And like, I, I just wouldn't miss this chance to give him a quarterback guy. That's you know, something that can improve. But to me, the offense wasn't that big. Like, what are the offensive stats for the Chargers from last year? Was that the issue? It was in crunch time. They lost a lot of one score games and situational football and that sort of thing. And I think you can get the, the Jim's are still situational huh? ball. Oh, yeah. But Jim, but Jim's the rare guy that can. Don't get me wrong. I think Jim's. A, I'm not. This is not no, a I knock know, on I know. Jim. I'm just telling you why I yeah. thought Jim was a great hire. Gotcha. Because it's because he's such a good culture setter. Yeah. But which is usually a defensive coach. But he's also that offensive whiz. When he came to San Francisco in 2000 and whatever it was. Yeah. It was the lockout year. It was 2010. Yeah. Do you know how incredible it is? They they went from this underachieving team to 13 and three in a oh, stretch of the season. They had the best with Alex Smith. Yeah, but timeout. They had the best front seven, possibly. But they had them amazing. last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the offense is what got them. Oh, San Francisco. Yeah. No, but that group was like, they're running. They were good. I'm not Davis, knocking them. I'm not yeah. knocking them. But and that front seven and that yeah. defense was fucking insane. Yeah, Holmes but like they also. <laughs> yeah, but I remember. It was Bro, ridiculous. Anquan Bolden. And yeah. Like fucking Frank Gore and the they were good. Line they had. And like, they were good. They, they were just good. They were yeah. just good. They were unbelievable in the trenches on both sides. Of the they world. were unbelievable. Yeah. Justin Smith, you do not fuck with guys that have tiny Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> Like that's just like it looks like he got it in prison. He's my hero. He was my yeah. idol, bro. Yeah, he was my idol. I remember uh, trading jerseys with him, and it was a total like fan oh, proposition. It was unreal. It, it, he, Watching he him like, remember yeah, that like whole taxi used to run. You know? Oh yeah, him and uh, Alden Smith. I'm so sick. Now they banned it. Illegal as fuck. It was the old tush push. Yeah, but, but more unfair. Time out. 
Yeah. Tush push is completely fuck the tush push. Well, it, dude, yeah, what is your thought? As a, of, yeah, let's get this. Okay, I've, no, I've actually been thinking. Tush push is it a dirty place? This is my Roman Empire. No, and I've been wanting to say this. For it's a while your too, Roman about Empire the, about the tush push. Fuck the tush push. <laughs> it's fucking wow. bullshit. Fuck that. Why is it bullshit, bro? There's nothing you can do as a nose guard to stop it. I mean, there's a reason. Hold on, other teams tried to run it this year. Yeah, and they didn't. I they, agree. And they stopped it. <laughs> and they got hurt like dudes on offense got hurt on the other teams like they're just yeah i mean you guys run it so well but like the counters that you have off of it the strength of you know you got some big ass motherfuckers inside you do such a great job of getting so low yeah and but like also like you know the snap count and you just get off so well you know, sometimes you even take the ball and move it up a little bit. What are you talking about? Yeah, I've been seeing that shit for years. Like, first time I got called this year. Dude, Fuck I have seen it. that. I'm a nose guard, bro. They've I been warning me for three years. For years. I'm like, oh, Kels is up in his old tricks again. Was that Buffalo? It, no, it was Seattle. And we ended up losing by, it would have, it was a really bad. Well, safety help. A little safety help. Maybe we're off the field. For sure. But yeah, it was not good. Yeah. It was, yeah. It the was. That kills me is probably calling you uh, your offhand, too. They, yeah, they were doing everything they could to try and shift yeah. some of the balance back to the defense. But, um, yeah, I love the. What do you? Push. What I'm are just you saying as a nose as guard, a nose guard? What's the way to stop the tush push, dude? I think you need to just reverse engineer it, man. But then the problem reverse is you have, engineer it. You need to anti tush push. <laughs> I, mean, like, I think I talked about this food poisoning. Right? Food poisoning the offensive line. <laughs> yeah. That's no. the only chance. But yeah, like, invite them all to a steakhouse oh and gosh. fucking and have them like dumb and dumb. Two gap players underneath and a linebacker screaming down their back. So you're gapping That's, it out six six yeah. one, and then you just guys are just going to run the counter, obviously. Yeah, but it's like a goal line defense. You can do that. That's definitely. And then you need to just cheat the shit out of the count and just try to get off the ball with your life. Yeah, you think you figured out the touch push? Am I wrong? I think that's one. I think I don't know that I want to release it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. He's not going to tell you. Blink twice. <laughs> I, I think I think if you can try and get everybody singled up, yeah, and you can win the leverage at the point of attack, right? That's your your best hope. Yeah, but it's hard to do that, and like you said, be able to defend all the counters. Yeah, I respect the hell out of it, man. Like on one hand, I love it because it's just it's such a sassy play. And like, <laughs> sassy, it's a sassy play. It's so it was a sassy for you guys. Too. But the nose guard in me, like, you it, know that if I was playing you guys. It's a terrible play for the like, nose fuck guard. This, fuck yeah. you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But bottom of the pile, just like trying to figure out if you got the first down or not. Mm-hmm. As I a nose the, guard, you got to hate it. I think do the you, mental edge, though. Do you think the linebacker should push you? I think you kind of need to do like, maybe you like, because you guys run it multiple times in games. Yeah. So like the first one. Yeah, they do. Try it out. Then the second one, feign Whoa. it and scrape over for the counter. How about that? All right. Cat if mouse. you get seven yards on first down, I'm like, fuck, we might see the touch push, even yeah. if we're successful here. That's like a whole mind fuck thing. Yeah, we I ran felt like once you guys ran it successfully in a single game, it was like knocking the biggest guy out in prison the first day. <laughs> it was like everybody else like this is the, tone. the guys are like, fuck, we we actually can't stop these. I, I love when you guys would run it at home. And the link, everyone would be going crazy. Yeah. And it's like fourth down in a critical moment. You're like, can you guys shut up, please? Like, well, Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. but everyone loves it. Yeah. It's- well, and that's the one thing with it. Like, it's, uh, it's, I guess one of the, one of the things that knocks against it is people say it's not an exciting play. Yeah. But when you're at the stadium, it is the most yeah. exciting play yeah. for the fan. Like, everybody is 
Like this is we're about to fucking yeah, see. I some wonder carnage. what they're gonna do here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing Justin Bieber for a middle age. Yeah. Like it's like they just start. They just ah, the it's fucking like Philly dudes, man. They're That's doing right. it. We we'll always remember this year, though. It'll be the Tush Push year, yeah. dude. I'm not gonna remember the end of the year. Remember <laughs> Tush Push. Let's move on to post career retirement. Yeah, let's talk retirement calls. Yeah, just for you two. Um, <laughs> Chris, you retired in 2019. Oh, you officially retired in 2022. Yeah. Uh, what's it been like since hanging it up? What's what's how is it different? Shall I? I mean, it, it's it, it is different, man, because it, it just feels like um, it's a little boring, Kels. Okay, fair you enough. don't have the intensity of football, you know, and that's that's something that's been a little bit of an adjustment every day. You know, you know how it is. Like it's it's such a physically intense competitive sport and you know you always feel like you have to get ready for camp you have to get ready for otas you have to get ready for practice the next day the game this week things like that you don't necessarily have that Mm -hmm. the other thing about um football is like your failures and successes are measured in such a black and white way yeah and that's something you get so accustomed to as a player and it's not like that in the real world you know we talked about that a little bit this morning yeah uh so that's a big thing but you know for me like i i'm just trying to live and uh spend as much time with like friends and family catch up on travel and hang out with you guys at the super bowl and do stuff like that that you can't do when you're playing because you're so committed to training and getting your body right and things like that and that's that's what's been fun for me is to just kind of do things in a completely different way live my life in a a way that i was never able to live when i was playing and then like you know lose a lot of weight i was 335 pounds you know up until a couple years ago what are you now what's that what are you today probably 278 wow yeah carries the will yeah um but i mean i'm sure whenever you decide to retire kels you know you lose that weight you get so much more you have so much more energy man and it's it's nice to not feel so fucking fat and sweaty and sloppy all the time but then you get old which hasn't happened to you hey, youth is a state energy, of mind just, Chris. you know right around now youth is a state of mind brother yeah i mean it's fucking it's 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 challenging yeah but it's so. fun i mean that's why i love doing the pod with Chris and yeah. Greenlight and Facts and the King is it's just an excuse to hang out with your boys and talk about football, man. And that's what you miss the most. You talk to any guy that's retired and ask them what they miss about the game. If they don't say the guys in the locker room, like they're a fucking phony. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. I love it. I was going to have a different answer than the guys. In the locker. No, I, I do actually miss y'all, man. And um, I think more than anything, it's like you can get in a big room full of people and fill your cup socially, but we're different in a way yeah like we just are and i think that's the hardest thing like you can go to work some awesome place but there's no lane yeah there's no jason there's no Bo. they're just we're just different for all our shortcomings and ways that all our wives and significant others and fucking (laughs) friends get perfect chris they get they get frustrated with us because the things we misplace or you know like whatever but um we also have like really specific mindsets and like you know we're, we're we are high achievers we're meatheads and the whole thing but like yeah so you get in certain situations and you're like damn i just it is the locker room but it's also the absence of like my kind of guy yeah you know and and i also think like it's a huge existential crisis man whether you think you're ready or not your life changes and uh and yeah you've been given a routine for yeah you know you feel like the guy in shawshank who's at the grocery store it's yeah, like i've been gross. thinking about the grocery store yeah. for fucking 11 years and the grocery store sucks yeah uh, no i'm not doing the the brooks thing <laughs> because i left the grocery store yes and continued on my way but like 
It's, you okay, Chris? You good? No, but it, it's <laughs> fucking you. You miss you miss you miss the 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 hard stuff, dude. Yeah, you need the hard stuff. You need to be challenged. Yeah. And fucking life is 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 it's not as hard. And I think that's where guys yeah. struggle. Is like you got to do shit like killer. You got to exactly. fucking get out and challenge yourself every once in a while. That's the thing I miss. It's the guys, and it's like the feedback loop for you or for me. It was like the challenge every right. day of like. This is real. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find that shit. Yeah. So good luck. All right. Let's move on to something lighter. We got to ask. Yeah. That's our segment. Uh, we got to ask, but you don't have to answer. Uh, feel free to answer if you so choose. Yeah. All right. Um, we like to ask all of our guests what their welcome to the NFL moment. Chris, starting with you. Uh, is there a specific moment you can point to? Yeah, I was really hyped about getting drafted and all that. And then uh-huh. I got in the elevator at Radio City Music Hall, and there were two, like, huge dudes in there. Who were they? And they were guys on the Rams. And okay. I was like, hey, guys. And they were like, get ready to get to work. Oh, wow. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, nice. At that point, I was like, okay, this is different. <laughs> I, I think it was, like, uh, probably my first preseason game. And just uh, the only way I can liken it to was, like, standing on a highway. Yeah. And the cars are whipping by you, and you're just like – I don't know where anything's going. Where's the ball? Yeah. You know, like, it's just the offenses are so fast. Going to play Philly. My first game ever was in Philly Mm -hmm. at the link. We got fucking beat like 34 to three. It was Trey Thomas, John John Runyon, Westbrook, McNabb. I just remember the noise, bro. Yeah. It was like every play was a deep shot. And we, <laughs> oh, it was Steven Jackson getting lit up by Shepard, Lito Shepard. Yeah, Lito Shepard. Uh, knocked his helmet in the air. I've been staring at Steven Jackson all camp like, who hits this guy? Yeah, he's yeah. enormous. Not me. Yeah. And then the first time he gets out in the open field in my pro Ba-bow. career, I see him just get decapitated. I'm like, bro, holy shit. What's so, happening? Yeah, the whole thing. Bo. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I remember I got drafted. I was a seventh round pick. Yeah, I was like low key kind of surprised to get drafted, so I was like pumped, and I, you know, celebrating a little bit with the family at the house. It was a stressful day for me, and uh, get a call, uh, you know, from a two one five area code, and it's you know, hey, it's, this is Chip Kelly. Like, decided to draft you. Like, talk to Chip, Coach As, at the time. <clears throat> you know, proceed to have a couple of drinks. Get a phone call. Ten minutes later, it's James Harris, who is Chip's like right hand man at the time. He's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Bo, this is James Harris. Blah, blah. We're going to need you to go through your social media and delete this, this, this. Delete this photo. Delete I remember this. this. Post, delete this. You had a very there's, uh, a, there's a shirtless photo of you on a dock. You had a gonna, sexual we, photo. We, that... we need you to delete that. I was like, oh, okay. So you weren't saying bad things. No, I was just yeah, you know, let's make that just clear. Just being myself. It wasn't anything like you know inappropriate. It was just me, like, like a Geronimo Allison tweet. <laughs> no, if if you still have that photo, can we have it so we can put it in this? Yeah, tell, tell the boys to look at it. I was just me on a like dock, dock shirtless, with my hair down, like with a sunset in the background. Is so it that, like? Wasn't that, there like a pose of you on like a bed with? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Ah! Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Mike Hunter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was so. That was the first one. I was like, oh, this is a serious uh, business. Like, uh, you better lock it in. I didn't even go on social media for that whole thing. But then from a football standpoint, we get in for for rookie minicamp. And it's, like, not full rosters. You know how they, like, bring local guys in. And, mm-hmm. and we didn't – I don't even know how many people we had out there for rookie minicamp. But it was Chip's offense. Yeah. Right? And we only had, like – you know, we didn't have, like, three full defenses. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, gosh. We had, like, Two. Yeah. And so we so, must, I bet you I took 65 snaps. Right? Oh, God. I was like, oh, no my. huddle snaps. No huddle. Yeah. Chip Kelly offense. I remember walking out of the field and like, buddy, you better get on a fucking elliptical, man. It was, it was serious. So 
I think that, that was probably mine, man. Just like the, the like the speed and uh, how fast the chip was running those plays was wasn't something that I'd really experienced at that point. We've asked this before: What's harder, NFL player or podcaster? They're different. If you couldn't get injured, football's easier. Yeah. But football, it's like you're always dealing with something. Yeah. So it's hard to even know what you're going to feel like day to day. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is fucking kind of hard. Yeah. It can be hard. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard in a different way. It's not hard like a grueling way. It's because hard. It's not there, physically there's, hard. there's no stats. There's no – well, there are stats. Like you guys are killing it. But you also care – I care if people like your show. Yeah. Like I, I would rather people love my show and do like medium numbers than, and you're doing both because you're hitting out of the park and people really like your stuff because you're authentic. But like there are shortcuts. I don't want to take those, you know, like podcasting is hard because you don't know if people like your shit. Yeah. Like you can get on Twitter and, you know, like the, the most angry people are going to tweet at you and the, <laughs> yep. and the biggest fans are going to tweet at you. But like you get the extremes. What do people that respect you think of you? You're opening your mouth like I don't want to do this all the time. I can be really quiet sometimes. Yeah. Like in this situation, it can be unnatural. So I think it's just like when we played, you made a play. Everybody cheered. Yeah. When you played, you you could look at the stat sheet or the film and be like, objectively, I played well. The hard part is there's no like answer. Yeah. yeah. It's like, could 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 I be better? Could I do this differently? I don't know. Like, yeah. It's fucking. There's no audience. Right. They're all invisible. <laughs> They're not here. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard, hard time podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fucking hard. Brevity is the soul of wit, Chris. You know, just, the soul of wit? Brevity is the soul of wit, baby. Short and sweet. The soul? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that what they say? That's a Shakespearean quote. Okay. Um, I've recently referred to Minnesota, Bo, as the whitest place on earth. You're going to sit here and talk shit about my beautiful well, home th- state? Now you have, I'm giving you a chance. We won a Super Bowl in? I'm giving you a chance to say, was that an accurate statement? I remember when we played in the Super Bowl. I made this could, statement all, yeah, that All you could talk about was like, oh, oh, you're from a place where the most well-known thing is a mall. It's a giant mall. It's so cool. It's <laughs> so lakes. cool. And then I remember being like, Kels, you're going to love it, man. It's beautiful. Like, so many great lakes. So many, it's so, it, like, you know, nature. And then we show up and it's negative 10 degrees outside. You're like, yeah, fuck this place. Yeah. So what do you ask me about Minnesota Kells? Like the white. Is it Your is it is white? Zero. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, you were drafted by the St. Louis Rams. Second overall, Bo, you were drafted by the Eagles in seventh round. Uh did either of you almost go to another team? Yeah. You? Yeah. The um well, it's weird, man, because when you get to the later rounds. Like I was fielding calls about being a free agent. Yeah. So I was on the phone with Harbaugh from Baltimore. It's like, hey, if you he's don't, like, yeah. He's like, hey, we really want you. Like, I promise you, like, you're gonna be on the roster. I'm like, okay. Like, and then I'm like, hey, I gotta go. I'm getting a two one five area code call. Um, so I remember that. But also I think the C I learned later in my career that the Seahawks really wanted to draft me and convert me to offensive line. And I, I mean, that would have been what could have been. Do you would have been a great guard, incredible guard. You're a great nose guard too. So I mean, yeah, I think about it in an alternate reality somewhere. I'm out there still playing, playing right guard, baby. I'm uh, Jeff Stoutland salivating, thinking about this right <laughs> Stout, now. Stout, I'd play for you <laughs> if you're if you're watching this. Stout, I know you're a big fan of the pod. I would play right guard for you. Who loves Stout? Yeah, what about you? See, man. I don't know. It could have been somebody else. I guess. I mean, the night before, I got a call. Like we were out partying, and. uh, Somebody pulls me in a bathroom stall and they're like, Scott Linehan. 
And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, never mind. And, <laughs> no, he really did. He drafted me and uh, couldn't believe it. And then, uh, you know, it could have been like it was like the Jets and the Raiders. And they were like, you know, because dad played for the Raiders. So if I'd have fell a little bit, yep. could have been Kansas City. Kansas City was right behind me. They took like Glenn Dorsey. Yeah. Like there were a lot of teams in there could have gone a lot of different ways, but it is kind of weird being towards the top because you're like, it's only so many teams. Right. I got to take some of the fun out of it. I hate to say that. The, well, yeah, there's less factors of it shaking out beforehand. Like, and you know, the team's going to be bad. Like if you get picked in the top five, the team's going to be bad. Yeah. So I was had a pretty realistic idea, but getting in the elevator with those guys was real eye opening. Yeah. They were not in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, great. We're going to a place where everybody's mad. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and hates me. <laughs> Uh, best bar in Philly. Oh man, where do we even start? You already mentioned Buffalo. I love Buffalo Billiards, man. Like, cause like you live right there. Selleck had his restaurant right there, and we just go over and abuse him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buffalo Billiards. I love Buffalo Billiards. Because we, that's the place we used to go after games. Yeah. Chris and I tried to go out in Philly. Oh, this that bar. No, the bar from New Year's. We're not gonna give him a shot. Oh yeah. Which one? Tavern on Broad. Tavern on Broad. Wrote, it's closed now. I thought. Oh, he, yeah. he bowed me. I, yeah. I, I basically, Grace was underage at the time and like really wanted to His go sister. out with, yeah, yeah. after a game. And it's New Year's Eve and like, I was like, all right, we're going to go to underage or bar. Chris, I got like a table. Like 34-year-old me. I was there. year old Meg. At Tavern on Broad. I, your whole family was in that little <laughs> yeah. VIP section. Yeah. Yes. It was like up in the back, which I didn't even know there was like a little up yeah. section there. Kels, Kels was Bro. smart. He walked in and turned right back around. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I'm out of here. Yeah, like, you know, like the, uh, like the Simpsons I was thing where he like puts his hat down and turns back around. I was in. It was terrible. I mean, it like. so funny. It's man. not the bar. Nothing against the bar, but like. Yeah. And nothing against the people, but I'm 33. Yeah, I love it. New was Year's. it was, was there too? I'm a big New Year's guy, dude. I really okay. am. All right. I love it, bro. You rang in the New Year with the Allen family. I'm I know, but I also ring. rang it in with a bunch of people on like TikTok <laughs> and with like Gigapet. Like, they're, like <laughs> yeah, I tricked you. Fucking Seventeen. I'm sorry. Dude. Here's a public apology. I'm sorry. That was funny though. Yeah. Well, it doesn't do me any good now. Can't get that New Year's back. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. Guy. Chris was like, "Did you know it was going to be like that?" I was like, "No, no, no, it's not like this every single yeah, time no, we I go." No idea. I had fun. Meg was getting ready to fight like five to seven twenty-three. <laughs> they were just so staring at, at Chris, dude. It was so funny, man. Oh gosh. Um, what are your guys' honest thoughts on the new Heights Golden Baby? Out it's there? fucking weird. Bro. Yeah, no, I weird. like the gold. It's my favorite like, branding thing like, you've done. This is, like, this I is, think the branding on the show is great. Yeah, uh, like the, 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 great. The, the merch, the fucking the font, the mm-hmm. colors. Nice, I know gr- nice green lights, by the way. Yay! Yeah. Smart, you know, the fuck yeah. this guy, and uh, and then uh, I just think the baby's a great touch. The baby's man. a bit much. This is how I know you're surrounded by yes men, okay? Yeah. Like, hey guys, I got this fucking great idea. We're gonna get this massive 200 pound baby. Can somebody just have like another well, a differing opinion? That the baby. I just awesome? think someone needs to tell you the baby's fucking weird, dude. No, I know it's, it's weird. Bizarre. You're not telling me anything. I don't know. I'm gonna win that. Baby. I like weird. I'm gonna win that. Baby. Let's see weird. how bad you want it. Because it's weird. I'm gonna fucking. If it was just a regular trophy, would you want it that much? I mean, I like the cup. The cup is nice. If that baby's at a bar and they walk into the bar and the baby's behind the bar, like like you're like, I'm staying here. (laughs) It's like a weird Babylonian false idol. No, it looks like a. It looks like a a Midwestern kid that. That that like was just too big. Look into the baby's eyes. Any, it's like the Mona Lisa. Anywhere you're at in the room. 
You're really overanalyzing this baby. Kels unveiled the baby to me a couple weeks ago. Kind of yeah. When I was yeah. in Philly, um, you know, for the game against the Cardinals, and yeah. It, that baby's like a grown man, dude. Can you, you explain know? the baby? Like, so you Why? win the baby at? I mean, we're, honestly, we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so you don't win the baby. That baby will stay. I want the baby. You, we are thinking about having a miniature version of like a baby. It's like Put eight it to twelve chain. inches, eight to twelve inch baby. Oh, that's in the same form of that. And the cup, instead of being thirty two ounces, will be a shot glass. Huh. But like that baby will live in perpetuity. Everybody who wins. A competition or that that baby represents, you'll be able to sign the baby. Let's win the baby. Let's do it, dude. I know that'll get you. That'll get you a baby. I think we still do it. I I I I outdrank him in Montana. He didn't come out of his trailer the next day till six p.m. Wow. Yeah, it took him through the ringer. It's an away game. Old man still got it. (laughs) It's an away game. It was an away game. game Chris was on his home turf. He had electrolytes. He had his beautiful wife taking care of him. Bo had his heat. I was in a goddamn airstream trailer. (laughs) Talk about how you outdrank it. I got locked out of the thing too. He's mad. What? What you did? I did that night. That night. Yeah. What are your favorite? uh, What's your favorite story from your time with the Eagles? Do you have one? I have I have a good one. Um, now, obviously, you can't say just like winning the Super Bowl. It's got to be like, no. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll never. What forget. if somebody gave you that fucking answer? <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. No, I mean this was actually a really cool. <laughs> Can I be fucking serious for a yeah, moment? Go ahead, bro. Go from my go. heart. Okay, so it's not a funny story. No, it's not. Oh, it's, no, but uh, how much remember? pressure we took off the story by joking? But go ahead. Good work, dude. Go. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> you were gonna <laughs> deliver a really heartfelt. No, so story. in uh, shit. Doug and Jim's first year. Benny went down against the Reds, the, the Redskins at the time, the Commanders. Yeah. So it was my first time I got to play like a very significant role. And this was at FedEx, um, you know, in Washington. And uh all all like I was a little, you know, you're nervous. It was the first time I was playing like very, very significant snaps. And all I was, I was like, I'm just gonna do everything I can to just play as hard as I can. Yeah. Like, run as hard as I can to the ball. Uh, just try to be as physical as I can, shut my brain off. And just give like as much effort as possible, you know, classic, you know, white D line. <laughs> and, um, and I remember just like, this is a good way to just kind of, you know, get back to the basics, you yeah. know, and, and I, and I tried really hard to do that. And I remember Brian Dawkins came up to me in the hallways of the, of the Novacare and like commented on, on how hard I played. That's awesome. He's like, that was a really cool thing. Like, don't ever change that. And so I never did. It was like a core memory for me. That's you know? awesome. And B dog, like kinda, talk. for for him to notice that, like a legendary. Dude, that feels Eagles good. He's like, hey man, you were like running your ass off to the ball, like that. Don't ever change that. I was like, yes sir. Like, I Dude, never if will. He, if he sat at your breakfast table because he used to just hang out, yeah. If he sat at your breakfast table, you were ready to like go tattoo Terry Tate, the next person you saw in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It's like nine a.m. He, he was just staring your soul, bro. And there was no lying to be dog. Yeah. No. Yeah, it'd be crazy to play with him. I, my favorite, I guess the first thing that popped up in my head was, and, you know, it wasn't Super Bowl year, but it was the year after. And I think that year's special because, like, you really, again, it's hard. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's we're four and six and the whole thing. And, yeah, we came up short, but I can remember having to win that game in Washington, and then we needed something to happen. And so we went in the locker room, and we won the game, and we went in the locker room, and we were all crowded in uh, Doug's office yeah, watching Minnesota – in Chicago? Yeah. Was it Chicago? I don't know, but it was Minnesota. Definitely. And it was like eight, nine of us. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were older. 
you don't get these memories a lot anymore. Yeah. And I just knew sitting in there watching, I'm like, this could be the last time that like, you know, you get to do something like this. And sure enough, it was two weeks later, but yeah, the ball dropped our way. Yep. And if that didn't happen, we don't go double doink. Mm-hmm. You know, even the New Orleans loss, like it was, it was a terrible loss, but just, I was glad we, we got there. We got there and I mean, we had a chance to win it there at the end. I mean, the, we played New Orleans earlier in that year and just got spanked. Yeah. And that was like a reverse from that was a reverse from the Super Bowl year before the defense killed it that game. Yeah. Against Drew Brees, a phenomenal I mean, it was a phenomenal performance. What about you, Kels? What are you what's What's my favorite memory as an Eagle? I think my favorite memory there's uh, man, this is fucking difficult. Yeah, see? Yeah. No fun when the rabbits (sighs) got the gun. I feel like (laughs) one of (laughs) dig deep, buddy. (laughs) I think I think the the ones that like really are the most jarring are your first days in the nfl mm. and i will say this and i still think it like i will never forget the first time i saw jason peters do a one-on-one pass set yeah it was a like i don't know if i could fucking play in this league type yeah. moment like it was that impressive it's and how pure. big he was and yeah. how athle- and how balanced and how athletic it was um so that's definitely one of them um my favorite moment I mean, it might be Tavern on Broad that New Year's Eve. Not the one. Come not on. the. Not the. Not the one. Come on. Not the one that I was there. Yes, that, that one. one. That was no, I'm, I'm oh fuck. Um, I'll say this because it was uh, it was a great memory. Uh, I the going to Buffalo Bills. Mm. Me and my wife and passing out after getting drunk with a bunch of my teammates. That was that holiday party was fun too. It was a great holiday party. Yeah. That was I remember. Fun, yeah, it was a rough year, but. The thing is, some of the stuff, like some of your favorite memories is crazy. Like, it's just like random shit around the locker room. Playing little pool stuff. in the back of the locker room. Back there with Nate It's really Gary not football and, related. Yeah. That's all. I mean, or, like, or like seeing JP roll up in his conversion van. <laughs> Dude, this is – oh, I can't even say this. One of my – JP has so many. He's just iconic. Iconic. And he was so cool. Yeah. He would, like, take care of the younger guys, man. Like, no, of course. He was, yes. Like, like I, I've been I, around some Hall of Famers. And like great players and guys that thought they were Hall of Famers and they weren't. And yeah. like they just don't help people serve them. And like some of them do. And it's like fucking awesome to see. And Jason was always yeah. like willing to help guys. Yes. And like anybody. Anybody. I have dude. a fucking hilarious JP story, dude. So like I used to wear these Lululemon headbands mm-hmm. all the time. These black I know the story you Lululemon headbands. He stole me this too. And yeah. uh, Emily actually was the one that Shout would like order them for me. Yeah. And I remember like walking in the locker room one day, JP goes, hey. I like that headband. That's cool. I was like, yeah, thanks, bro. Like, just pumped. You know, anytime he spoke to you about something, like, you're pumped. He's like, yeah. let me get 10 of those. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, can you bring me 10 of those? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. So I like, run, I run to Lululemon after practice, try to get fucking 10 of these black headbands, like, clean them out. There's like seven, go to a different Lululemon, get three more. I'm like, really proud of myself. As I come back the next day, I got all these Lululemon headbands from my game to him. And I was like, here, bro, like, I got these for you. And he's like, all right, thanks. And I never saw him wore one. He never wore them one time. <laughs> one time. And I was like, I just want to be like, yo, can I get those back? <laughs> never <laughs> wore them one time. That's a great one. He's still wearing them. <laughs> he just he's wears them to still bad playing himself. football, dude. Incredible. How crazy is that? Bro, Incredible. every time I turn on a game, I'm like, oh, my God, Jason's still doing it. Yeah. It's insane. He played yeah. against us this year. To play that yeah. position at 42. Incredible, man. Is he 42 or 40? Yeah, 41 or 42. 41, whatever it is. Yeah. Still wild. Prostate checks. Still playing the NFL. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Sorry, um, we did it. 
thanks for coming on. Thanks for Long me. overdue. We we love you. I had so many laughs, and I love you guys. We love you. Love you, bud. Hey, welcome back. All righty. Well, that wraps up another episode of New Heights. Thank you again to Chris Long and Bo Allen for joining the show. Make sure you're subscribed to the New Heights channel on YouTube so you know when all the new episodes are coming out. And also, make sure you listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. And this episode has been presented by the all-new Experience Smart Money Debit Card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. Get you one and start building that good credit, baby. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And uh, thanks to our production and crew, as always, for making it easy. And definitely last week in, uh, in Vegas, man, you guys uh, really showed your, uh, your true colors and took your game to New Heights. So we appreciate you guys, man. And thank you to all the 92 percenters for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. We'll see you next time.